I come from a small town in Pennsylvania, and I've lived here all of my life. I'm 18 years old, and the time this story took place, I was around 15 years old. My memory around this is a little hazy because I don't like to talk about it, but I figured I'd let out any dark feelings I still get by it. It may not be considered a scary story, but to me, this was probably one of the most scariest things that I've ever been through. I'll be using different names for the people in this story to not let out their real identities. At the time this happened, I was an 8th grader in middle school. During the time, my mom worked at Panera Bread and she had to work very early in the morning. So me and my sister would usually take the bus to school while my dad and my little brother, who was around 4 years old at the time, would stay home. This will be important later. It was like any other ordinary day. Me and my sister would get ready and leave at around 7.20 a.m. to walk to our bus stop. We lived in an apartment complex, and we would have to walk the three minutes to the front of the apartment because that's where the bus would pick us up. A little background information. Me and my sister would meet up with our friends at the bus stop since we lived in the same apartment complex, and we would wait until the bus showed up and I would stay at the back with my friend, while my younger sister and her friend would be towards the front, five feet from the stop. So, like our usual routine, I'd met up with my friend. I'll call her P, and my sister would meet up with her friend, who we'll call I, and we waited for the bus to show up. Me and P would always see this boy, who I'll refer to as Jake. He was a year younger than us, and he would always run across the street to our bus stop to get a seat, since we would be the first to be picked up. This was because by the time the bus driver would pick him up, he'd be the last person, and there would be no seats left for him to sit at. So he began to run across the street, and we were used to seeing him run across like that. So P and I would always laugh at the way he ran, but wouldn't pay any more attention after he made it across. This will also be important. So as we're waiting for the bus to arrive, me and my friend were talking, and there would be five other kids waiting for the bus at the front of the apartments as well. And like always, we see Jake across the street waiting for the bus to arrive. A few minutes go by, and we see the yellow bus coming towards our stop. So everyone on our side begins to gather their belongings, and we begin to form a line. As the bus gets closer, it begins to blink its lights, and the stop sign starts to come out at the side. You know, as a sign for the other cars to stop. And for just a second, I begin to see Jake running across. And I don't give it two thoughts since this was normal. And I began to hear the screeching noise coming from the opposite side of the road. It was like everything was going in slow motion during those couple of seconds. And I remember hearing the screeching noise become louder and louder. And as I'm picking up my head to see what the noise was, I heard a big thump noise. And what I saw next will forever remain in my mind until this day. I hear a big thumb noise, and I then see Jake flying in the air. I then see Jake hitting the ground so hard, and the noise was so loud, as he then made an impact to the street. I remember hearing my friend P then scream at the top of her lungs, and I then quickly looked at the car, and I saw the driver inside, and I remember seeing the bus driver quickly taking out his walkie-talkie attached to his radio, as he was then saying all these codes into it. I then see Jake running around the bus and towards where our bus stop was, and he then had his arms wrapped around his stomach, 
and he was bleeding all around his head. He also had these cuts on his face, and he was crying loudly. During that moment, I was so horrified that I froze, and I was so scared to say anything. The driver then came out of the car and began to panic, then sang to Jake. Oh my god, man, I'm so sorry. I never even saw you. I was looking down for one second, and then it just happened. But Jake was in so much pain then, he didn't even pay attention to him. Then this kid in my sister's grade ran up to him, then sang, Hey man, do you need an ambulance? Jake was just crying, then shaking his head yes. The boy then took out his phone and called 911, telling the operator everything that happened. The driver then fell to the ground, took his cell phone out, and began to call someone. He then put it on speaker, and once the person picked up and said hello, he then said, Mom, I just hit a kid. I'm so sorry. And he then began to break down in tears, and he just kept repeating that same line over and over again. The driver's mother had tried to calm him down, and then the driver just said, Mom, please forgive me, please. And this isn't even my car. It's my friend's car. Jake just stayed on the ground lying there as everyone watched him. The next thing I remember was that Jake always had his mother and brother take him to the bus stop and they would always make sure he got on. But on this day in question, they never went with him to the bus stop. I then began to check on my sister, making sure she was okay. Her and her friends seemed a little shaken up, but they were okay. P's mom and sister were running up to us and I remember P hugging them. At that moment, I felt so alone and horrified that I began to cry hysterically, and my sister was just trying to comfort me. Something that I always regret was never telling my parents right away about what happened. I didn't want to wake and worry my dad, and I didn't want to get my mom in trouble for leaving early, and I knew that she suffered from anxiety, so I didn't want to give her a panic attack, which she would get every once in a while. So me and my sister just decided to wait there, and I remember calling my friend, who I'll call Cindy. I remember that her and her mom worked at the school next to ours, and I began to tell her everything that happened, and I began to break down. They quickly alerted to the front desk, and she calmed me down, telling me everything was going to be okay. I know some of you might be thinking, how was I able to call my friend but not my parents? But during that moment, I just felt the need to call Cindy because she was who I trusted at the time and we're still friends to this day. Then about 20 minutes later, the ambulance arrived and they began to check Jake and treated him while he was lying on the ground, still crying and in pain. 10 minutes pass and I began to come at ease and they started to place him on the stretcher. I remember seeing his mom and brother running with a paramedic towards him and they had the most worried and horrified faces that I've ever seen and I began to feel so sad for them. P, my sister, and I thought it would be okay if we went to school, just to try and take our minds off of everything that happened and all of the horror we witnessed 40 minutes ago. We were at our bus stop for almost an hour, and we still picked up at the next stop and then immediately went to school. I remember that the staff were waiting there for us and had separated the apartment complex bus stop and escorted us to the library. I won't go into too much detail but they pretty much stated that we could stop by the counselor's office anytime during the school day, and if we wanted to leave school, we were able to. After that event, I didn't take the bus for four months and was dropped off.
I didn't want to cross the street, and whenever I would hear a tire screech, I would always jump and begin to get a cold sweat. After a few months later, I began to feel better and continued to live a normal life after that. Jake didn't go to school until months later, until he was finally okay until the end of the year. Like I said, I know this wasn't the typical stalker story, but this was one horrific event that I went through and I never ever want to go through again. There's a bit of personal information that I didn't share due to confidential reasons, and I don't want to share any information that isn't confirmed with the victim and his family, but remember to stay safe out there. I really hope many people don't ever have to witness what I and the other kids had to see that day. It was truly awful. I live in a big city, New York City. To be honest, there's always creepy people in public transportation. When I was younger, about 18 to 21, I had a bad habit of walking home from my best friend's house since buses usually never ran at that time. I would walk along this big park because it was a shorter distance than walking all the way around. One night it was about 10 p.m. and I had walked from her house to the train as I've done a million times before. I got to the train station paid and I got on the train and sat down waiting for it to leave. I noticed this man entering the train and he gave me a really bad gut feeling. So I moved to the next cart and guess who moved with me? I then decided to test it one more time and he followed me but started picking up his pace. The train was empty since it was the first stop. The conductor made the announcement of closing the doors so I then got off before he could. The conductor saw me and he pulled his window down to tell me to get back on the train since there will not be another train for a while. I told him that someone was following me and he let me back on but in his cart and he had the door open and thank God he helped me. I don't know what that man's intentions were but I really don't think they were good considering he was following me. Thankfully, I only had to go to one stop. New York City trains are pretty crazy. I've been groped and harassed and I've seen things that I don't ever want to see again. Me and my best friends were neighbors living in Upper Manhattan. It was summertime and it was pretty late. It was around 8.30ish and we wanted to go to the west side to get some milkshakes because we always like to go out late for little adventures. Of course, my parents didn't want us to go out late, but we kept pushing and we ended up going. In order to get to where we wanted to go, we had to take the subway over there. As we were coming back, it was already 9.30ish, so we expected to get back home around 10. The train arrived and me and my best friend hopped in. The train car was empty, so me and my best friend sat on the chairs with two seats. As we arrived at the next stop, a man came in the same cart. We didn't think anything of it until the man sat right across from us. Keep in mind the train car was nearly empty and he could have picked literally any other seat but decided to sit across from us. Of course, me and my friend really thought that was weird. So we then texted each other, saying we were going to move to the next car when we got to the next stop. As we were heading to the next stop, we quickly ran out of the train and ran to a different train cart. We just kind of laughed it off, 
and Tar smiles slowly turn into worried faces. One, we saw the same man coming into the new car we just moved to. Obviously, me and my friend felt completely uncomfortable, and we moved all the way down to the opposite end of the cart, and the man did the same exact thing. Keep in mind, the man himself didn't look creepy. He looked pretty average, which honestly made me really surprised. But me and my best friend quickly moved to the next cart once we got into the next stop. We were pretty scared because we were only 15 years old and we were females, and we were on a subway train going back home alone around 10 o'clock. I don't really remember how we lost the man, but luckily we did, and we quickly ran back home after we got off our stop, but also making sure we weren't being followed back home. We didn't tell our parents due to knowing the fact that they weren't going to let us out again, so we just kept it to ourselves. Luckily, nothing crazy like this ever happened again to us. But now we know to be more careful taking the subway home. And for anyone that comes to New York and takes the subway, please be careful, because you really never know who's going to follow you. This is narrated from the perspective of a female. This happened a few years ago in Rome, Italy. I was walking alone along the street that leads to the train station. It was around 3 p.m. on a working day, so almost practically no one was around. There were not many shops either on that street, and the few ones existing were closed. A man was walking in my same direction just a few meters away before me. Casually, he turned back, and he noticed me. It was one of those instinct reactions that you cannot conceal. His face said it all. He was roughly six foot tall and well-built. Not exactly the body structure you would like to see such a face on. His eyes openly said that, I've been to jail, and I'm highly likely to go back in again. He went along his way ahead of me and he then turned again a couple of more times and slowed down his pace. In a few moments, the situation was reversed. I was walking in front of him now. I didn't turn around. It was useless. I knew he was following me. I didn't hurry up. I just pretended I didn't notice him. I was listening to the radio on my smartphone with the earbuds in and just simply kept on doing it but you can imagine just how much I was panicking on the inside, all alone in the street with a six-foot-tall criminal walking after me. I kept walking, struggling to the very last bit of my soul, acting as if nothing was happening, in the meanwhile searching desperately for an escape out of this situation. Then, after a few more minutes like this, I then saw two men talking vivaciously outside of their shop. I seized the occasion, and stopped right after them, pretending to scroll up and down on my phone. With the tail of my eyes though, I kept glancing beyond the two men, and I was right, because after a few moments, I saw him stretching his neck trying to spot me. He saw I had stopped, and he was leaning against the wall near the two other men. He then turned back and went away. I'm pretty sure that I must have had a guardian angel that day who sent those two men and placed them at the right time and right place. Nothing else happened, but only because I was extremely lucky. To all the ladies out there, never take for granted you're safe because you're in broad daylight and never give in to fear.
I'm a student in Rome, and I live about two hours away from it. So whenever I have to go there, I have to go by train. I do have my driver's license, but I prefer the train because I can study on the way there. Plus, in Italy, it's quite common for students to move by train to reach the cities where we study at. So this one day in question, I was waiting at the train station Roma Tibertina with my boyfriend for my train to come. This is one of those times where I would get on the train by myself because he had an extra lesson the following day, so he was just keeping me company. We both noticed a weird guy with a bike acting strange, like he was drunk or something, but we didn't pay much attention because the station is often full of drunk homeless people roaming around. Here's why he never lets me go alone to the station, especially at night. So we sat and waited for my train, and when it finally arrived, I got up and kissed my boyfriend goodbye and got on the train. I did notice the guy with the bike standing in line behind me to get on the train, but I honestly didn't give it that much thought. After all, lots of people took my same train, and there were often drunk people trying to board without a ticket. When I got on the train, it was packed. No matter how many carriages I passed, I couldn't find a seat. So I just sighed and decided to go sit by the train door. I don't know about other countries, but here in Italy, some trains have a little seat by the door that you can unfold. So I unfolded one of those and sat there, taking out my history book and starting my long study session. About five minutes into my studying, I had felt something on my cheek. It was a hand. I raised my gaze from my book, and there he was, the guy with the bike. I immediately jerked his hand away from my face and asked, Um, who are you and what do you want? He simply just stood there smiling, so I asked again, Um, who are you? He then looked me dead in the eyes, still with that creepy-ass grin, and said, I'm no one. I'm just a dude. Wanna have some fun? I didn't even bother answering, and I just started picking up my stuff to leave. But then, he put his arm right in front of me, blocking my way into the carriage. So I grabbed his wrist, dug my nails into it, and then jerked it away, freeing my passage to the much-crowded carriage where he couldn't do anything to me. I tried to look for the ticket inspector to get some help, but he just kept following me. One very kind man noticed that the creep was following me, so he offered me a seat, and he told me to stay there, and that he would go look for the inspector. So I sat down and waited. I honestly thought that I was safe, that he wouldn't try and do anything in front of so many people, but I was wrong. He started going back and forth along the corridor of the carriage, and every time he would pass me, he would try to touch me. He would caress my shoulder or face, or even try to go to my breasts, despite the fact that I kept jerking his hands away. Everybody just watched and said nothing, absolutely nothing to help me. After a while, the man came back with the ticket inspector, and the man ran away in the opposite direction. The inspector came up to me, and I had showed him a picture of the dude that I had managed to take, telling him that he was following me and touching me. So he went after the creep, and he eventually got to him a few carriages forward. He caught him, and he then proceeded to call the police. The police came at the next station, and while waiting, the creep was placed near his bike by the door, with the inspector constantly watching him. 
while at the train station, two officers had to literally lift him out of the train because he was resisting, saying that we were friends and that I obviously liked his attention, but he got arrested anyway. And the worst part of all this? No one even dared to help me on that train when he was trying to touch me in front of everyone, and there was even a woman that said I must have done something to turn him on. So even though I was just a student minding my own business, just sitting there looking at my books, in her mind, I must have done something to turn him on. Still to this day, I can't fucking believe I was the one being blamed for his creepy ass behavior. Seriously, what the fuck?